Oh, dude, Peach, I'm getting so worried, man. I'm worried that no one likes me and, and, and no one's going to want to come to Court Cousins Night on Thursday, February 23rd and hang out with us. What? Why are you so worried about it? It's going to be great. How can people not want to come to Court Cousins Night? I mean, we've got stuff to raffle off. You're going to sit in the lower bowl at a discounted rate. You're going to be hanging with us. We're going to go on the court after the game. You get to climb up a ladder and cut the net down. I've got my piece here from when we did it last year. It's an awesome time. It's an awesome time, man. Plus, they're going to want to interact and hang out with us. Look, I'm not going to pump up my own horn here, but you're pretty awesome. People are going to want to come down there. They're going to want to pet, pet that hair. I mean, I, I, you shouldn't be worried at all. I don't think you have to do anything else. So you don't think we need to add the special K treatment? I don't think that's allowed. That's definitely not allowed. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Court Cousins, episode 36. My name is Kyle. I'm joined, as always, by my cousin, my co-host, Jason the Peach. It's a good show. I'm not going to say fantastic. I'm just going to set the bar at, like, a, a moderate expectation. It's kind of one of my New Year's resolutions. I don't want to overpromise and underdeliver. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be good. Let me tell you. We're going to check in with each other, see how we're doing for the Chuma Are You OKK check-in. Peach will run down what I learned in the recent stretch of games. We'll scour the interwebs in our social media roundup. We'll play a little traffic light, a trade deadline special of sorts. We'll recap what went down in the Court Cousins Championship. We'll set some bets for the next round. And don't you go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. You better stick around for the large ending. Mm. Before any of that hijinks and hilarity, big shout out to all of our all-stars and second cousins on Patreon, Rafael Perez, Breadhead, Wally Akbar, Dan Young, Matthew Bell, Al, Yachty, Bernie Pichet, Gloria and Damien, Connor and the Polish Wonder. Nobody move. Everyone stay in your seats. Anyone who moves will be sent to jail. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. Suspend me. I don't give a shit. Well, that happened. We'll talk yeah. about it in a minute, but that was a shout out directly from inside a Detroit basketball arena. Classy city who has that ready to go. Ooh, yeah. And, and thanks so much, everyone, who's been jumping on, becoming a second cousin, clicking that subscribe, or heading over to the Patreon. We've been getting a lot of love lately. We're on our way to 1,000 subscribers. We're about 110 away at the time of this recording. 50% mm. of, of you right now, you bastards, you're not subscribed. Okay? Hey, I remember when we hit 100, and I was excited. Not to not to be, you know. Yeah. Ants at a picnic here, but that's <laughs> that was exciting. So now, now to be requesting that many more just to get to one thousand, we're almost there. It's my that's why I have this this toque on inside holding my brain in because it'd be mind blown. So if you've been enjoying the content, if you've been listening along, if you watch, you know, three, four, five videos and you haven't yet clicked that button, mm -hmm. hey, do us a favor and and right. and go over there, give us that little nod. Tell a friend, tell a family member, tell a cousin. There you go. And as always, we want to show some love to you. We're doing giveaways every show. Peach makes a, a nice little care package, a magic care package, if mm -hmm. you will. We've got 34 cards in there of Selected Orlando Magic people. We don't even know. Do you even know what's in that care package anymore, Peach? I know what's in there. Okay. Yeah. I write so it on the box now. It's got some other things in it. Could be some hats. Could be some, some koozies. Could be some... Uh, 
stickers and things. Correct. On we, we don't know what yes. it is. All that Could be a sweatshirt. Right. We're not sure. But it's in there. And all you have to do, ladies and gentlemen, just comment, engage with us on this episode, and make sure you, you look. Because sometimes we've replied and people don't yeah. respond, and then we're just right. like, well. People are like, okay. oh, I don't want you to know my address. And I'm like, all right, respect. I won't send you this. <laughs> this free gift. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and as always, once a month, we do our jersey giveaway for our Patreon members. Just $5 is the lowest tier to get on there, and it enters you into the jersey raffle giveaway. And this month's winner is Buddy Albrechtson. Yay. Big W. I got to tell you. Five dollars to get in for a jersey raffle when there's really not that many people on that wheel. No, we've got like seventeen patrons. I mean, right that now. is come on. What are we talking about here? Let, let's do it. And and it you goes, played scratch tickets. You'll play the lotto. This this these are arguably the best odds you'll have to win. Just buy us a beer once a month. Think of it that way. You're seeing mm -hmm. your your good buddies, Peach and Kyle, out at a bar, and you're saying, "Hey guys, let me buy you a beer." That's all it is. Yeah. I mean, that's a good that's a good way of putting it because there's a lot of podcasts I listen to. If I saw those guys, I'd be like, "Hey, hey, give it up. let me let me Let's get you a, a beer. combo." Right. Yeah, yeah. But we don't live in your area. But so. <laughs> but Peach, if the if the good people out there, our second cousins, do want to buy us a beer in person, oh. you know damn well I'm not going to be refusing. You're going to get your boy Zombie Kyle on Thursday, February 23rd. We're doing Court Cousins Night down at Amway as the Orlando Magic take on the Pistons and. uh that just got a little saucier, didn't it? Taking yes. on the Pistons, baby. Killian Hayes retribution is coming. But we've got our Court Cousins night. We're doing you know group seats where um, we're going to go on the court after the game, cut down the nets. Literally, someone commented like, "Oh, I didn't think you're actually you're actually doing that." Yes, we are actually going on the court after the game, cutting down the nets. Peach and I are going to be taking some some funds and doing some giveaways and raffles for people who join the night. And our ticket uh, representative at the Orlando Magic is even telling us he's probably going to be able to get us some merchandise and maybe some signed memorabilia to also give away to anyone that gets involved with Court Cousins Night, February 23rd, fivo.me backslash Court Cousins. It's big stuff. It's amazing. Uh, yeah. I mean... I literally don't have words for it. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I do want to hear. I want to hear some words from you now, Pisha. I want you to to express your feelings in words for the Chuma. Are you okay? K check in, check in with your loved ones, ladies and gentlemen. And that's what we want to start this show with. How you doing, Pish? For the Chuma, are you okay? K check in. Well, uh, with all due respect to uh, Mr. OKK, mm -hmm. I think uh, most of the sports world this week turned their thoughts and prayers towards wondering if DeMar Hamlin was going to be OKK. Mm -hmm. um, so I've chosen this. Uh, and, and actually, this is not accurate because by the time this foundation, I think it's over 3.5 million right now that Holy stands out for donations, shit. which is incredible. It's been great to see the outpouring of support from people from all communities, all sports, non-sports, cities that you know we're fans of, we're not fans of. It's just sort of everybody kind of came together there, and we all kind of like started to realize that uh, it's really bigger than sports sometimes. And these guys are putting themselves on the line out there. Um, the modern-day gladiator, as someone said, um, kind of 
kind of putting themselves out there. And uh, I, I think it was just it was a very jarring situation, I think, for everybody. But as a Bills fan, um, you know, it, it hits a little harder. Um, and uh, I'm glad to hear that he's finally doing well and that he the first thing he asked was is, was if they won the game. Which that was I amazing, think, dude. I think made us all smile for the yeah. first time about this topic in yeah. a while, which is great. But it also shows the spirit of this young man, which everybody around him said, you know, he's that kind of guy. And so it didn't seem like a lot of those people were close to him were super worried because they knew the kind of guy he was and the fighter he was going to be. So continue to wish him success on coming back. And for me, you know, that that made me feel a lot of vibes this weekend. So that that mm. does that, that week so that it really did kind of encompass my week. I'm glad to know that he's doing better going forward. And uh, it's just one of those things that happens in sports, you know, but it makes you think about a lot of stuff in your own life and everywhere yeah. else and, and how how just the littlest thing can sometimes go wrong. And uh, I think we all get those moments throughout life and uh, hopefully they, they don't result in something as bad as this. Um, and just, uh, yeah, check in, check in with your loved ones, check in with everybody. Definitely check makes in me people appreciate in general, yeah. every mm -hmm. moment, you know, when, when you see someone who's in the, the apex of health, right. presumably, you know, right. a, a, an athlete, a pro athlete where something like that, almost, you know, cardiac arrest, Happens in an instant, mm -hmm. and thankfully it looks like you know he's gonna pull through. But it does make you really appreciate things. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's kind of what what my chuma is doing. I know you might be puzzled a little bit, Peach. I've got. I'm not uh, puzzled. This looks like he's about to drop <laughs> the most fire album of all time. I think this is like a high school chuma. OKK. He's in front of this very peaceful and serene forest waterfall, and that's kind of the energy that I'm bringing into the new year. I'm trying to just be gentler with myself, be a little bit more focused, a little bit more present. Um, a little bit more grateful. I'm not. I'm not setting any crazy New Year's resolutions, but you know, kind of connecting to what you said. Definitely trying to appreciate the moment and and go down that gratitude list mm. more than I go down that comparisons list because that's where I get into the negative mental gymnastics when I start comparing things myself to others, this podcast to others, anything in my life, myself as a teacher to other teachers. That com road of comparison is no good for me. But right. on the flip side, trying to be grateful for having this year, past year with you, getting to know, you know, be with you, spend more time with you, have like a loved one, like a brother here, you know, everything with my relationship, my family, the roof over our heads, a fridge, a new fridge with food in it, you know, those things, we're all good. Like at the end of the day, we're all good. Yep. We've got what we need and. Life, life is really good. So I'm trying to just focus on that a little yeah. bit more and just be like this Chuma in a nice right. waterfall Zen garden here. Oh, we blessed, King. Yes. <laughs> yes, we are blessed. But uh, Absolutely. Uh, you don't need to not worry about this program because I think that this podcast can't really be compared to any other one. We, there's no other cousins in the state of Connecticut doing an Orlando Magic podcast. So I don't <laughs> know what true. you're comparing us to. That's true. We are outside the box. We are outside the box. All right. Well, um, Again, as Peace said, hope you're doing out there, doing well out there, second cousins. We're feeling grateful here moving into the new year for you. Check in with your loved ones. Talk to your friends. Get real about how you're doing. Do a Chumo KK check-in if it helps. Mm. You know? So we've had a recent stretch of games, Peach. And even though I'm the teacher here, Peach now leads the class to tell us what he learned in this recent stretch of, game, stretch of games. So please, Peach. 
Drop some knowledge on me. Sir. Well, it's not on my graphic here, but okay. as I'm thinking about it, yeah, I'm realizing that this is another one of those times where, okay, we just won a game last night, and full disclosure, we have not played the Thursday night game yet as right. we record. Um, and it seems like we all kind of like let a lot of stuff wash away when we get a dub, right? Like we kind of forget about those times because I started to look back on the notes I had and realizing that like, oh, yeah, we were on a real downturn <laughs> yeah. before we just kind of put it on the thunder. So that's where we're starting, unfortunately. It's the thunder. But, uh, you know, I just thought when we played the Spurs – um, I, I, th- I, we won that game and I just felt like we, we outplayed, we were getting outplayed for a few quarters, but our talent kind of like put us over the top. Like no matter yeah. how hard they played, what we had on the court was just bet enough to get it done. Cause I felt like the Spurs had a good effort in this game. Um, and it should have been on there. I also have learned how frustrating it is to try to find the potential assist a stat, which will come up later in the Such show. Such a and hater. It's just Such so a hard hater. to find. It's a legitimate stat. I have Pish. to Google so many things to find it. Is, is this Peach or is this the old man that's walked in the studio? I don't know. Uh, I think we all realize that Afro Banchero ain't it, fam. We'll talk about that more later as well. Uh, in this game with uh, LeBron being there, you know, we had heard from from Paulo saying he was excited to play against LeBron. Totally right. understandable. Yes, yeah, one you of his grew idols. Up watching this guy, one of your idols. But there was a lot of ball watching in this one. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just watching LeBron do things, and even Russell oh. Westbrook to a certain degree, where it was like, "Hey, man, you guys aren't there to watch the game. You're playing in it. I'm gonna need you to like be present and like go get a rebound and like, you know, cover a guy. And <sighs> like, we just didn't. And the Lakers just kind of like they really just veteran experience like won them that game yeah they just they just did what they needed to do um then you know it was the bad loss at the pistons and this one really comes down to the point that the ball was going in the backcourt a bad pass got away morris didn't want to pick it up and get the backcourt violation and he didn't want <laughs> killian hayes to get to the basketball and that's the situation that kind of made a shit storm for the magic for the next week because yep. of that so like i love moritz i love that he plays with that fire obviously not a fan of him doing that foul right it was a little kinda outrageous stupid. but after he yeah. made the foul he did just kind of stand there and then got suspended for getting punched in the back of the head and he did nothing else after that which nothing I feel else. like is totally inappropriate it doesn't make any sense when you're knocked out and sleeping that other guys do stuff and that means that you now have to get two more games added on to your total no especially when killian hayes right. gets three if right. he would have gotten five or six or something sure and Mars gets two okay it just it doesn't make sense. It doesn't feel right to me. Yep. Aside from that, Alec Burks is now a demigod. Oh, yeah. Um, he went off. I forgot that he was a player in the league, but he went yeah. off. He had a day. And I also learned that maybe when we do our wrap-ups, I should mm-hmm. just write them down on a piece of paper from now on because <laughs> we got some of our most <laughs> our most interacted posts <laughs> of all time with me simply putting up a piece of paper that said, Magic lose, defense equal bad, Afro Banchero off, Alec Burks, demigod, bad loss court cousins i mean it's that easy people i mean <laughs> sometimes less is more peach i guess i guess it was in this case because they well, we played less so that, that was, yes that's true that was definitely there. speaking of playing less then we had less guys for this game against the wizards mm-hmm. this is a game that should be winnable yeah um for us but with only these eight guys in uniform the wizards just had us in in inside the, our presence wasn't there we had no inside players the right. way they decided that 
okay, now you're a bunch of guys who left the bench during that altercation are now going to be out, but we realize you need eight to play. And it's like, hey, this is what the G League should be before. You know, all those guys should have sat out one game because now instead of screwing us in for the next game, you're screwing us for two games. Right. Because now that means there was no Wagners in the next game. And it's just the whole thing is just dumb. I feel like the G League should be used more of like a minor league team mm-hmm. where guys go up and down more. We'll talk about that a little bit later. And it should be a freedom thing. We should add Jay Scrub and some of the other boys from down there just coming up, playing one game, yep. and then back down they go. Um, but that it about it was what it was going to be for an anti yeah, effort. A bowl bowl center. This is where yeah. I this is where I hit a wall on Mr. Ji. Okay. We'll talk about it a little more later. Take a seat. But I just oh, want to make yes. it known that yep. there was an eight man effort of guys in uniform, but Ji was also there dressed on the bench, and despite him being ready to come back, he did not dress. So that's fine. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> so then, then we had this long layoff, right? Four day, four game, four days off in between games. Celebrate yeah. the new year, get everything ready to go. Yeah, I felt like the team came out looking fresh against OKC. Mm-hmm. Everybody looked rested, and they looked determined. I love the fire I'm hearing, hearing and seeing from Paulo. You used to just kind of see his play. Now you're hearing him on the mic saying he's heard about this, he's heard about that, and it's he's not doing anything in a disrespectful way. He's oh. just starting to. Be become a vocal leader instead of just a on the court leader which i love to see um and basically this is a game where we're just better than the thunder um, yeah sga we kind of held in check with a good team defense you know he still scored a lot of points mostly at the foul line because right. they give him every call every but, call man but this thunder team what they put out there we're better than them it's good to like be just look at the teams and be better than them, like the Spurs and the Thunder. And get the win. You know, because we just didn't get any of that last year. So, And then got a win, get back on track. Tough game against Memphis coming up tonight. By the way, do you know what happens when Luguentis goes to a family reunion? When Luguentis goes to a family reunion, he goes by the name Lou? Dork Cousins. (laughs) All right, that's it for what I learned. (laughs) Sat on that joke a while. <laughs> Wanted to say it in real time, but uh, saved it. <laughs> okay, now it's time to get some fan involvement in the social media roundup where we scour the interwebs looking for your tweets, twats, and posts about our beloved squad, the Orlando Magic. Make our jobs easier. Throw us an at court underscore cousins Instagram and Twitter to uh, send us a post you think is intriguing, insightful, or just downright hilarious. And maybe it will end up on the show like these ones right here. Mm. Wouldn't be a social media roundup if we didn't have a Welt God in here. This one's from Instagram, Jeff underscore Welt God. Yep. And just he put into a meme what all of us were feeling and thinking here. We had the Afro Bancaro, you know, letting the braids out, just rocking the hair, as it were. Right. And that's Bruce Wayne. Regular man. And then under that, mm-hmm. he comes back with the braids again, and he's the Batman now. Now he has powers. And if you know, you know, is the <laughs> caption. Yeah. And I think we all knew. I mean, he had a couple down games there at, when he took out the braids, and then the braids came back and he had a better effort. It seems like that there's something. I don't know. We got to put this in David Steele. This came up. I don't know. Yeah, this came up in some of our comment sections. Our group, our fans were talking about yeah. it. You know, we got our boy ACDC Barber down there on yes, this. Yes. And he, he was like, let me see if I can get on this. Next thing I know, I see him in the braids. I'm thinking, I don't know, man. Maybe we did something. Well, 
I don't think it was. You're I, just connecting pieces. Yeah, I was going to say, we're just connecting pieces. Everybody already <laughs> saw this happening. Uh, I'm not taking any credit here for this uh, or, or the, the stylish hair work, which I have no, no experience. With. No, just having fun. Obviously, the hair doesn't have to do with anything. It was just a hilarious quinky dink that his down games happen to go with the different hairstyle that he hasn't rocked all season. Yeah, I'm a far less good football player as a bald person than I was when I had hair. Yeah. But, you know, I was also in high <laughs> also school. Also 20 then, years. So. 20 well, years I mean, <laughs> younger. <laughs> and um, following this one up, we got news. Kobe Price broke it for us in the Orlando Sentinel. New Magic's Paulo Bancaro named Eastern Conference Rookie of the Month for December. Mm. And this was interesting because Paulo was kind of told about this in practice, and he made the comment that – he didn't even really feel like December was his best month. And and I, I feel kind of the same agreed. way, too. He, yeah, he was agreed. a little inconsistent. He had his worst games in the month of December. I think that's the day sure. you know, he put up like yep. five points yep. and nine points in this month. And I think some of the previous months, he had, he had only had one game in the couple previous months under 10 points. He'd never scored under 10 points until – no, maybe that's not true, but – 20 points. I mean, he was averaging 20. It was a down month in a way for him, the most inconsistent month, and he wins because the, the rookie of the month. You got to look at the numbers. The numbers are yeah. there. When you're averaging 19.2, I think it was. Yeah. Um, that's light years ahead of the Western Conference guy who was like 12. Yeah, Keegan. Uh, so, like, I mean, obviously those numbers are there, and he played most of this time. He would have won it in November had he not been out for that stretch of games. <clears throat> that was the time for Benedict Maturin to, to move in and take it, which yeah. was fine because he played well during that month. But, you know, he is him. And thanks to you for Christmas, I now have it. So I look. Yeah, looking good, I'm baby. Ban- I'm Bancaro ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he came out of the gate so hot. Um, and to your point, just missed some days in November. And so we we gave it to Benedict. Yeah. Enjoy it, because that's the only one. I was going to say, get. as long as he stays healthy and, and in the lineup, there isn't any reason he doesn't win this every month for the rest of, and then rookie of the year should be in the bag. In the bag. All right, so um, this one is maybe a little bit of a touchy subject. We'll see. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, Peach. Oh, this guy. <laughs> it's trade deadline time. We're going to do a little trade deadline conversation later. Maybe next episode we do a little bit of the trade cage. Ugh, we're going to make up hypotheticals. Yeah. Well, a guy that was attached to the hypotheticals a lot this offseason was Donovan Mitchell. And at Books Band Life, the old dude reminds Magic fans and other fans, seeing after Donovan Mitchell's 71-point effort, this morning, several Magic fan or several fan bases, including some Magic fans, seem to think that their Twitter fan bases contacted the Jazz front office and told them no thanks on a trade for Mitchell. Yep, um, was really tired of all the chatter of people going. See, I told you guys we should get Donovan Mitchell. I told you. You told us because he dropped seventy one in one game. First of all, I mean. He dropped 71 in a regular season game. Call me when he does it in the playoffs. Call me when he leads his team to the finals. You know, like, let's hold up. Let's hold up on that. Uh, But Donovan's a great player. And would I like him on our team? Sure. At at the right cost. Mm -hmm. But what we talked about when this was coming up and why I said no is because the price for him would be too high. Because we saw what the going price was for Rudy Gobert, a far less impactful player. 
So what the hell would we have had to give up to give Donovan Mitchell? It would be Paulo and Donovan Mitchell out there. We would have had to give up everybody else we have on our squad. I don't think that's the right move either. That's why we. That's why some people were smart enough to realize no thanks on a Mitchell trade. Also, I didn't hear Donovan Mitchell clamoring to come to Orlando. I didn't hear any con. It's not like that he was like, hey, I'd really like to play in Orlando. And we went, nah, fam, we're good. You know? So everybody just jumps to that. They always want to be right, and they want to prove and show that they're right. And, man, I could go back on this show plenty of times and show you clips of where I was right, but I don't need to. You watch the show, all right? So let's calm down a little bit with one guy scores 71 points in a meaningless regular season game, sort of meaningless regular season game. Like, let's be a little more reserved. Let's wait until he gets to MVP caliber, leading his team to the finals type of stuff, which is totally within his wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. But – it's he not could. what he's done here yet, and it wasn't the conversation we were having before. It's not like he was a free agent who could just sign wherever. Right. And we were saying, don't you dare try to get him. We don't want this good player on our team. Yeah. It was you're, because of the you're cost. Right. You're right. And and even now, 70-point effort included, been having a freaking career year almost. I think he's averaging close to 30 points. It's absurd. Cavaliers doing some really great things. They've got a really solid squad, and, and they're going to – they're going to be, you know, impactful. We'll see if they can challenge, as you said. But looking back, I was just bringing up the the trade because I wasn't sure exactly what was given up for Donovan. They gave, you know, two starting caliber players, Laurie Marketin and Colin Sexton, not great players, but starting caliber. Laurie Marketin's having a great season. He's having a really good season, as, you know, Colin Sexton's having a, a solid season as well. They gave up the number 14 overall pick this past year in Oche Agbaji, sorry about mm-hmm. the pronunciation, o- Oche. And then the first round picks in 2025, uh, these are unprotected, unprotected first round picks in 2025, 2027, 2029, oh, and so the right to swap first round picks with the Cavs in both 26 and 28. Oh, man. So, so essentially, much. the That's Jazz have from 2025 to 2029. They either have the Cavs pick, first round pick, or they can switch with it if they want it. Right. So now the Cavs are going to be good, so it's not going to be a high pick. They're so I get what good. the Cavs are doing. They're kind of sure. going all in with what yeah. they have. And I don't think it's about, a bad move. But we talked about that in, in a previous episode. You know, these are potentially late first round picks, but you know, you never know. I mean, that that was the thinking. I'm sure when the Bulls made the the trade for Nikola Vucevic. Right. Thinking, oh man, we've got a playoff squad. Right. We're going to be contending. We're all in. Then, you go. know, Lonzo Ball goes down. Vooch isn't quite fitting quite right. DeMar DeRozan, uh, Levine's getting injured here and there. Other guys coming in and out of the lineup. And right now, you know what? We're a game back at the Bulls. Two or three. Maybe. Yeah. So I, there's, there, you're only ever a couple injuries away, not wishing injuries on anyone. But if you could see a couple guys go down for the Cavs, they mm-hmm. have a bad year. It's not crazy that the tide turns quickly and it does in the NBA. So do you still want to give up, you know, one, two, three, four, five years of first round picks, two starters, whatever that would have been for us? And, you know, last year's pick, uh, Caleb Houston, you know, I don't then. And I yeah. don't now. Yeah. And I don't even if he drops 75 tonight. Yeah. I think it wasn't the right time for us in our no. trajectory. For the Cavs, okay. Yeah. But for us, it we had to give up too much. Yeah. And and really, the, the best part about this was seeing Robin Lopez's tweet. 
Hey, Rolo <laughs> is a part of history, my friends. Coming through. We miss you, Robin. We miss you, buddy. Um, he tweeted, I'm going to get it out of the way and point out that Donovan Mitchell and Robin Lopez combined for 72 tonight. Hashtag historic game. Love that he wrote out hashtag <laughs> yeah. historic game. Uh, miss, Ro- miss, miss Robin a lot. But I love that Donovan Mitchell replied to this with, and just like that, we are drug tested this morning. <laughs> What were the results? I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on to the next. This one's mm. from our good friends at Orlando Magic HQ, their Instagram. Always putting together the sexy graphics. This is Magic News with RJ Hampton is going to be assigned to the organization's G League team, the Lakeland Magic. Hampton, once again, requested the temporary assignment so he could get more playing time. This is coming from Kobe Price. Right. I mean, we saw a lot of um, him in the last game because we had a little bit of a shortened bench. But I think he realizes that I'm not going to see a ton of playing time, so let me see if I can just go get in over here. And I love that he recognizes that, hey, I'm not going to get any better sitting on the bench, and I need to get minutes however I can get them. And if I can't get them up here with this squad – I'm going to go ask to be doing this. And everybody seems to be kind of mutually cool with this agreement, which is nice. I think that RJ's shown a lot of improvement just from what I've seen with his time with the Magic. And I like what I've seen. And I feel like if he can continue to go down that path, I think he should be getting minutes now. Mm-hmm. And we're still both confused yeah. as to why he doesn't. But I think he can be a good piece for some team at some point, And it doesn't look like it's going to be us. <laughs> because it doesn't seem right. like we have any interest in putting him on the court for whatever reason. But yeah. um, we'll speculate more on that later. Yeah, but we'll talk about I just about love RJ. the mindset of the idea of him being able to go down there and then come back up, as I spoke about earlier. I feel like that's what the G League should be for. It, sh- it should be getting some guys some minutes, getting them some playing time, having guys be ready to come in when you have a shortened bench situation, like a, a suspensions or injuries that you can pull guys up and play. Yeah, I mean, it used to be called the D-League before Gatorade started sponsoring it, and they changed it to the G-League, and I think that D stood for developmental. It did, So it also sounded bad. These are players. (laughs) You want uh, that D-League? They're not in the A-League. They're not in the B-League. They're not in the C-League. These are D-League guys. It just had a negative connotation. I think they wanted to change it. So, yeah, yeah, the G-League is weird. It does, you know, it does still, I'm sure, have a negative connotation for guys that are competitors that were drafted as highly as RJ and in the league. And then having, you know, swallowing the ego and the pride enough to go down. I'm... Most stunned by this development with RJ, you know, he's a young man, and I did way dumber shit probably than he's doing at age 20, 19, 20 that it, than he is. I mean, I don't kick it with RJ. He's been in some sketchy situations, in my, in my opinion, out at bars, like with fucking that guy from the Netflix show rubbing up on chicks. That was not a good look. But he's 20. I mean, that's what you do. You hang out with other celebrities, and you have a good time. But... Was it the mindset that I necessarily wanted on my favorite basketball team? Probably not. True. And did I write off RJ a little unfairly as like, "Mm, I don't know if this guy has the mindset. I don't know if he has the maturity level or the focus to make it on this squad. I think I did write him off a little bit too much. And I'm kind of moving that back. RJ, I know you're a big listener of the show. I just want to say, man. Well, it's Pops is. You've really, yeah, Grandpa. <laughs> Pop Pop, man. If you're listening right now, your grandson has impressed me with the way that he has handled this situation. We're still unsure what the hell happened. 
Right. We d- we probably won't ever know, but with our organization, if Pop Pop calls you again, you gotta ask him. Well, I, well maybe we'll give him a ring and see if he has the dirt. <laughs> but to for RJ again to swallow his pride, do what he knows is in his best interest, go down to the G League, right. get those minutes, and and hasn't spoken a bad word about the organization or about mm-hmm. what's happened or mm-hmm. about the lack of minutes. I mean, obviously he he did express a little frustration, and of course he wants to be playing, but didn't speak negatively about the coach, the organization, anybody at all. That is a huge step for a young man, and it is impressive, and that leads me to believe. Like you said, that he will be a player in the NBA. I didn't. I wasn't sure before, but now. now I think he will be. Yeah, I, I still consider him one now. But yeah. I want you to remember those takes and those ideas and those thoughts as we move on to this next topic. Okay, this one right here. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for it? This was. I've, I've been ready. Okay, all right. I, I don't. I don't take that long to rehab to get ready. Okay, for, for, <laughs> okay. A, for a category like this. Well, okay, here we go. This one's from O Town Magic Memes. Simple rules to live by. Never ask a woman her age, a man his salary, or the Orlando Magic when Jonathan Isaac is returning. These are big no-nos, Peach. That's I've learned that so much that I don't even bother to do all three of these things. I would never bother to do them. It's just not part of what it's about. So every <laughs> once in a while when I hear people talking about Jai, I'm almost annoyed. Like, yeah. don't even bother. You're just going to get some BS answer. Or he's moving here, he's doing this now, and he's doing this, and everyone's going to be like, oh, 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 oh. And it's like, all right, until he comes back on the court, I'm like you with injuries. I don't want to talk about it, but we kind of are forced to. It feels close, right? As a a somewhat professional, it's called a (laughs) (laughs) semi-professional, I'm willing to accept talking about it today. For this, are you saying we're, we're semi pro media? Is that what's happening right now? Yeah, I mean, we're not amateurs. Well, yeah, we are. Well, there's oh, we, some there's funds some, being yeah, exchanged. Yeah, we, we don't, we don't qualify for the Olympics, pro? right? You know, our Olympic status is done. We can't try. Wait, is that because of the drugs or the money? Well. <laughs> Maybe both. (laughs) I couldn't qualify for any team. (laughs) Well, this is coming on the heels of a Kobe Price tweet and and interviewing Jamal Mosley in practice. Um, When asked about the status of both Jalen and J.I., Coach Mosley said, quote, Jalen is obviously going to be further along than J.I. It was inferred there. J.I. is going to be sometime down the road. Have to get some more practices under his belt to get comfortable with these guys and group. So that's from Kobe Price talking and interviewing Coach Mosley after the game. It, the, the mentions and, and the, the comments on that definitely went a little wild. There was some people all the way on one side, you know, ready to lambast either J.I. or the staff. And then there were people all the way on the other side saying, no, you know, we've got to take our time. This guy's a key piece. We, you know, so there was all sides of the spectrum there. Um, the main At the main event, who is a great follow, good conversation on Twitter, he, you know, was reacting to some of these comments. And mm-hmm. he said, trust me, I'm hype and excited for his return because it'll add more depth. But again, but again, blame the staff and not the player if by now you haven't noticed that players have absolutely no say on when to come back, then you're blind. Mm. LOL. And I, I kind of like channeled yes. my inner piece a little bit. On yeah. This so one. you're running the Twitter on this account yeah. here. And, uh, I, I loved what you wrote back because it's the point that I've been making. So, uh, yeah, I, I said, and this, I, this is, I think you've influenced me on this a little bit. 
Maybe. I think it's safe to say that. But you know, I said, well, I get his point, you know, about, you know, training staffs being in control of these absolutely. things. Sure. Players do have some say when they come back. Players often will use the media to push teams to action, whatever action that might be. I think the frustration from many, including myself, come from J.I. singing the company line over and over for the most part and not pushing to get back. And at the Peach 802 good follow on Twitter if you haven't already, has thoughts. So, Peach. Your yeah, thoughts. here are the thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you wrote that because that is the point. We saw Trey Young make a stink earlier this year because he didn't get to go on a road trip and they wanted to hold him out and stay back. Yeah. I haven't seen that kind of anger or fire from J.I. once. Mm-hmm. It makes him feel disconnected from the team. It's angering. We have a team that goes out. We only have eight players on the bench. We've seen video and video and video of you training, dunking, doing this, doing that, and you can't dress as an emergency for us when we need you like that's a concern when i see all the things this is a dumb one but this is a factor when i see all the things going on with the timeouts right like and you see the guys trying to guess what the other one's saying where they have the headphones on or they're playing all the games or trying to guess all the disney you know quizzes in between ji's never in any of that stuff never that's weird i've never seen him in any of that stuff so it makes me feel like he's not part of the team he's only on the bench wearing some ridiculous gear sometimes it's stylish but sometimes it's ridiculous gear on the bench that that's all he's known for if all you do is kind of watch the magic play games and you're not like a super diehard who's trying to scrape for information like where are words from him where is the beef to get out if you're that ready to go Force somebody's hand. And if you're not that ready to go, after three seasons, are you good to play in the NBA? Like be honest. Like yeah, be yeah. honest. Like I'm just I'm just looking for some clarity yeah. from someone. And I don't it comes off as me being mad at J.I. because yeah. he's not like stepping up and saying anything for himself. I do get that he's also trying to toe that company line and not yeah. ruffle feathers either, which on some level I really do appreciate about him. Mm-hmm. I just don't know where the Where's the blockade coming from? Like, yeah. who's throwing the curtain over something and not letting me see something? Like, what what's happening? Like, where do we yeah. direct this anger for stuff? Yeah. Like, you know, like, what what do we do with it? And if I mm-hmm. saw J.I. always, like, saying, you know, I'm sorry, I can't be out there. If I saw him more on the Titantron, if I saw him being more a part of the team overall, then I'd agree. But that co- that that quote by Mosley is right there. It's going to be some time down the road, have to get more more practice under his belt to get comfortable with these guys in this group. He's been with these guys in this group, right? Isn't he in the same practice facility? He's been around, Like yeah. He's been around. He knows them. He sits on the bench. He knows the plays. Like He knows how to play basketball. He's been playing basketball since he's a kid. How hard is it to then be able to just go out and Play it 10 minutes. Do what you do. Like, I don't understand what makes it so hard. (laughs) So I need clarity on that maybe too. Because if what you guys are doing is actually chess and I'm missing something and he needs to be a chess master before he steps back, okay. But I think he'd like to get out there. Let's see what the guy can do. And if he goes out and he gets hurt again, okay. Then we learned he's not capable of getting back to NBA playing status level. But let's learn that now in this season where we're trying to learn who everybody is, who we want to keep long-term and go forward towards becoming a championship team, but rising as a kingdom. Is he going to be in Will he be a on knight? this? On this, yes. Is he going to be one of the knights leading our charge? We'd like to think so. Yeah. From what we saw before, it's totally possible. But I've got to throw the armor on him and see him in battle before I'm ready to say let's – get more more out of this guy and i'm not seeing it it, 
I'm frustrated. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily frustrated at the man. Yes. Or the medical staff or the organization. But there's some thing going on overall that yeah. is angering me from all of them. Right. Where it's like, why can't we just be honest about what the hell's going on? I think that's if the, Jay yeah. had a different mindset uh-huh. and was more of a Trey Younger or yeah. more of a guy like he that. He doesn't have that. He, we'd know. Right. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, we'd yeah, know. yeah. 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 So what's up? Yeah, I think that's that's the biggest piece of this that you're you're hitting on the nail on the head piece, 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 piece. There is just this kind of ambiguity, amorphousness that we just don't know where to direct frustration. We all feel this frustration because it's been years now and there's no place to go with it. So it just kind of ping pongs back and forth in the magic community and J.I. gets some of it. The training staff gets some of it. Weltman gets some of it. It, it, it just kind of goes all over without any rhyme or reason to it. Right. And, and that's OK. Like emotion doesn't always need to make sense. We are feeling frustrated and we're not able to come to any type of closure sure. because there hasn't been any transparency. And I was having a conversation online with someone today on Twitter, and I apologize I don't have your handle on on top of my head here, but he reposted something from March 22nd, I believe, of last year when all the reports had been, J.I.'s been ramping up, J.I.'s been ramping up. He was supposed to come back, and then he had a setback that was described as a minor setback where he had like a small surgery that was just kind of deemed this overly cautious thing, no big deal, to just go in there and make sure this is fixed you know for good and because of that language that was used at the time i was expecting him in our off season when we were having the the conversations on this show i was slotting him in like ready at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. because he he's been ramping up yep. for since march february of right. last year he's been ramping up right. for a year whatever ramping up means uh, well a minor setback in March, right, doesn't still year. have you out in January of the following year, right? That, that that's not and, what a minor setback is, and so that's where it feels like there's some obfuscation happening somewhere. Someone is throwing up, someone's throwing up the smoke on us, and I think there's a little bit of that again, that anger that I have. Let me not speak for other Magic fans, although I, I feel like I can in a way because I've seen this sentiment uh, out out there. That we feel like we're just kind of being misled by our front office, being misled and just fed bullshit by the team. And because of that, we're just kind of like throwing up our hands. We don't know what to do. And that's why right. I made my pact to not talk about injured players and look at us. We've been doing it for five fucking minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on. Is that okay? Can we get the I'm, hell out of here? I'm good with it. We're just hoping to see J.I. come back and, and step into the squad. That would be fantastic. We'll see what happens. Join the team on and off the court, J.I. There you go. All right. So we're getting close to the trade deadline. February, early February. It's coming up, I believe, February 6th. And so uh, to, to prepare ourselves, Peach proposed that we play a little bit of traffic light mm. with would we trade them edition. All right. So we're going to list some players and some things and we're going to either say green, that's going, baby, yellow, have some caution, slow down, or throw the brakes on, red, no way. Mm. First thought on the yellow, mm-hmm. if I can hear the yellow again. Yep, here you go. That sounds like the drum beat at the beginning of the full house theme. 
Oh, <laughs> episode 24, Full Tals. Go check it out. That was that was one of your first best great That's when I was editing. learning how to yes, that was, mask things uh, that in was Final Cut Pro. I like that you had that one ready. You knew exactly I what episode it was. I think it was 24. Was. Go check it out. The, the opening is Full amazing. Full Tals, it was called. Yeah. All right, so we'll toss out uh, a player, and then we'll say, are we green? We're ready to let them go. Mm-hmm. Yellow, uh, we're not really sure. Or red, we definitely want them to stay. We're not willing to trade them. That's how it's going to work, Pish. Okay. Okay, first one. Yep. You going to start or am I going to start? Um, Terrence Ross, Pish, you go. Green. Green. I agree. Yep. Are we done? (laughs) I'm done. It'd be nice to get something for him. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think he has a ton of trade value as much as he may have had in years prior. But... um, it seems like the move. I mean, I'm look when I'm when I'm talking about all this stuff. This has nothing to do with who I feel about these players as a man. I may like them. I may listen to their podcast. But when I'm thinking about building a championship team, I'm trying to think about it from that aspect. Like I'm playing the video game, and I don't have to actually go tell these guys, "Hey, you're cut. Hey, I'm getting. I'm moving you over here." It's 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 about like trying to build the best team. Because we want to succeed on the court, and we know to make those steps forward that there's going to have to be some loss along the way. So for me, it's definitely green for Ross. Um, he said he wanted out last year. He said he wanted out in the off season. Then it was like, oh, he was like, oh, maybe this team's going to be better than I thought. Maybe I'll hang out. Like, yeah, I'm not really sure. Like, forgot about that. If he really wants to like play or not, and like his play shows up the same way too, because he's about good every like one every five or six games, he'll be good. And I I'm need somebody that's more consistent especially as a veteran on our team. Like, I need a, a, a more vocal veteran leader on the court than, than Terrence Ross, personally. Well, if you want some trade value, we could just send the tape of the Oklahoma City Thunder game. Right, as yeah. long as only teams that play, you know, like, go to Oklahoma City and yeah. see, hey, you know, he had a nice game against you guys. What yeah. do you think? You want to you use this on a regular basis? Like, that's what you have to do. You have to right. find those teams. Yeah, he, you know, again, this is very impersonal, Um I love to keep all these guys. You grow an attachment to these players as they are on your squad for a while. You get their jerseys. You listen to their podcasts. You hear their interviews. You enjoy their personalities. Sure. He's our longest standing vet. He's definitely one of my favorite guys on the team. But I'm not going to let emotion play into this piece. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe a little bit. Because being one of the longest standing vets, he's also the only remaining player from the Rob Hennigan era. Mm. And uh, I'm not. If you're like me, you still get night tremors over the Rob Hennigan area era, and I am ready to be done with it. And uh, unfortunately, T. Ross is a symbol of that in a way. Yeah, I mean, nobody really wants to go over that head again. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> um, but you know. I have this maybe unrealistic expectation that the torch can return to form. Yes. And I have some of these ideations and these memories of the teams, the Vooch, Fournier, T. Ross team, when he was the sixth man and he'd be in at the end of the game, hitting some game-winning shots, hitting some shots, sending games into overtime, being clutch for us, putting up 20-plus points per per game, putting up 20-plus points in a quarter. You know, I have those memories, but... They poisoned you. When we started <laughs> yeah. this show, when we started this show last year, yeah. before the season started, yeah. you predicted he'd be our leading scorer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I Yeah, I thought at the beginning of last season that as the veteran, he'd kind of move into the starting lineup and, and pick up a little bit of the scoring punch because, I mean, last year it, sh- it showed out, too. We did not have scoring. 
And if we didn't add Paulo Bancaro this year, we and instead right, we, did, we didn't know who Franz Wagner was going right, to be at right, that point exactly, or right. how so good Jalen. Those are filling be. in, but yeah. I, that wasn't again. That was how I built it up, and I've been really frustrated this year because and last year. I didn't think T. Ross was right. I think last year he had some back issues going on. I really did. Heard him talking about that on the podcast. And this year he just didn't seem to have that edge, that nose for the basket, that coming off the screen and, and, and immediately shooting it and, and doing it well. I didn't see that this year. Of course, now, of course, the OKC game, he, he goes off. But I think even that, piece, and you've helped me to realize that, so thank you, all that has still been an optical illusion. Right. Because... When I dug into the stats getting ready for this segment, I was thinking, you know, how could he get back to those glory days? Because he's only shooting 34.4% from three. But do you know his career average is 36%? Which okay. isn't isn't great. You know, um, he's shooting 41% from the field, which is tied with his career average. And even his career highs, he's never shot over 40% from three. Right, man. He's not consistent. So that's why his nickname is The Torch. Because yeah. <laughs> sometimes he lights up and goes on fire, but other yeah. times there's nothing there. Yeah. And nothing burns. And yeah. that's part of why I've always not really been a huge fan of his game is because there's no consistency to it. And that bothers me uh, to yeah. no end. <laughs> so I, I think I agree with you, man. It is frustrating. And unless he's willing to just kind of be the 15th guy and take like a veteran minimum type of contract and just because his family's here and he wants to stay in Orlando for the last few years of his playing career, I think we're leveling up. And sadly, Terrence Ross is a casualty of that. So it's green for me. He can uh, hit the gas and go in the trademark. It's an agreed upon green by the court cousins. All right, let's move on to the next one. We've got Mr. Mohamed Bamba. Okay, I'll start with this one, Peach, and I'm going to do... The slow mo effect. Slow down. Okay. I'm going with yellow. Okay. Which is, uh, if you would have told myself two years ago that I'd be saying, hey, let's think about keeping Obamba, that person two years ago would have slapped you right in the face because it's been a frustratingly slow and long process since taking Mobamba as the number six overall pick. Mm. Um, the man for the first few years of his con- of of his play in the NBA. Seemingly didn't know how to set a solid screen, didn't know how to go to the rack, couldn't do any big man shit, but we're starting to see that. And not only glimpses of that, but more on a consistent basis. His rebound numbers are ticking up. The the screens are looking better. Even though he's still having some problems staying vertical on defense, that looks much better this year. Um, so I'm okay with potentially keeping Mo Bamba in a big off-the-bench role if the price is right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not really ready to go anything above what he has right now. Um, so if we can get it there, I'm cool with it. I agree. You want to reach over and hit that same button for me. I'm going to hit yellow, but I want to remind you that when the yellow light comes out, you don't always have to hit caution. Mm. Sometimes you speed up to get through the light. Oh. Uh, but I actually agree with almost everything you said word for word on Mo Bamba. I've been pleased with what he does tonight. I think you need to stop looking at him as a six overall draft pick and start yeah, looking, course, at yeah. him at, looking at him as a solid stretch four off the bench. Yeah. And he's been solid in that role this year. Mm-hmm. So if he can continue to do that, be price cost effective for us. Yeah. And I mean, he fits in well with the team. The guys like him. I have no problem with it, but I have him as yellow because I feel like if the right deal comes along, 
mm-hmm. and Mo Bamba is the piece they need to make the deal go. Exactly. Then I speed up and I go through the light. But I do that like, metaphor. but I do like what, what Mo has, has given us this season for sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. I like it. I like it. Let's let's keep it moving, Peach. Mm-hmm. We're on to that gentleman that we spoke about earlier. Are you okay trading RJ Hampton at this trade deadline, sir? So I'm going to throw you the curveball here and go with a flashing yellow on RJ. What which, the fuck? I don't have a, a, listen, I'm a sound explain. drop for flashing yellow, <laughs> I know you don't. <laughs> I'll just give you this one, and you're going to like okay. it. Slow down. But here's the deal. When the flashing yellow is out, yeah. you can go through. You just got to use some caution because there's mm-hmm. some other people are going through. So that's yeah. that's kind of the way I feel with RJ because I don't, I don't really want to lose him as part of this team, but it, it kind of feels apparent that they don't really want to use him. Or have a place to use him. So I feel like he is going to go. Yeah. And I feel like he'll be that player that someday we'll see playing really well for a team against us. And be like, <laughs> ah, dang, we had that guy. And we just right. got to let him get away. And look what he turned into now because he gets regular minutes and he can play. Because I think he's still growing. He's still a young player. Yeah. So, I mean, he's he's gotten a lot of experience at a young age. And I think he's used it, as you mentioned earlier. So... Uh, you know, I, I feel like, again, that's another roster spot that, you know, we're probably just looking already to give up. So I feel like it's a done deal, but kind of wish he could still find a way to be part of the squad. Yeah, I mean, Kyle's conspiracy theories almost swayed me on this. I, I'm going with green. Oh, see you later, buddy. Let's go. Hit the gas. RJ, unfortunately, has left the building. No caution at all. Just no, there were some pretty persuasive arguments in Kyle's conspiracy theories. Go check it out. He's he's a young player. You know, I think he's just 20 years old, 21 years old. He's a good a, a good spot up shooter, um, and and he's very fast. You know, he's good in transition, but he can still kind of play out of control. And if his role is just a, a spot up guy. Who's a okay defender? You know he stands at six four, so he's really a two, or he guards mm-hmm. a one or the two on the opposite team. So you're telling me his ceiling is essentially a three and D guy, and we have Caleb Houston signed to a right. three year deal at yeah. two million dollars on e- at the year. We the club kind of showed the writing is very clearly on the wall. The club declined the last year of his rookie deal, which was at four million. Right now, does that mean that? as many of us are are postulating and thinking about that something happened and RJ is kind of already gone or mm-hmm. are they just trying to get him cheaper? I don't know. It seems an odd way to go about it. If you were just trying to maybe renegotiate the contract, I don't know how that works, but again, we've got Caleb Houston locked up for three years, $2 million a year. He's six, eight and can defend the three does a little bit more as just yeah. kind of a piece, not a focal point. And right. I even really like what Kevon brings more than, yeah. Than RJ. So it, it's it's yep. easy to give him up. Fair enough. Okay. Let's Moving move, on to another guard. Yep. We got a lot of guards here. We got a lot of guards that we got to make decisions on at the trade deadline. Well, guard is an area where I feel like we have room to grow there. Yeah. And the reason there's room to grow there is because there's some guys that you have some question marks on. Well, we had so. a log jam. Remember the, the discussion at the beginning of last year was the log jam at guard. Right. And now it's kind of coming to that part of the river where things need to well, these are the, work this themselves is the out. Season and a half we've needed to see, yeah. evaluate, see what's going on, who's going to stay, who's going to go, who can we maybe can we get a player that's better than this person? Consolidate. So is Gary Harris someone that you want to see go? stay or just maybe not sure quite yet well here we use lights so i'm gonna okay. go ahead and reach over and hit i'm gonna hit the stop button okay i 
I'm going to hit the red light here. I need us to have a veteran on this squad. And if I'm sending Ross away, I need it to be Gary Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like that he everything that he brings on the court and off the court. I feel like he's got like kind of a laid back persona that gels well with this team. Definitely. He doesn't need to be the guy on the mic after the games or anything like that. He just kind of leads by example and does his thing. And I we need we need one of those guys on our team. I don't care how, you know, we got 15 dudes on our roster. We need one guy who's played like 6 or 7 seasons. One. Yeah. <laughs> so I I would like it to be Gary at this point for what we're paying him and where he can fit in on our squad. I think it's a good fit. Again, I think if somebody calls, they have a fantastic deal for us, and Gary Harris is the stopping point. All right, yeah, maybe we or just more wait. likely maybe just we wait the, for the red light to turn green. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> more likely, he's not the stopping point, but he's the money that makes it work, or something like that. Right, yeah, exactly. Because like, yeah. I don't think some team's going to come and request right Gary Harris. He's a great. But, he's a good, very good player, though. He is, but I, but I think if yeah, if he's if he's the what makes the money right or the head count right, yeah. Okay, but it and that depends on who we get too. If we're getting a veteran player in exchange, I may change my light color. But mm-hmm. you know, you don't sit at red lights forever. They eventually turn green. So at some okay. point, well, I'm not stopping, Peach. Okay, because I got a yellow light. It's got the yellow. All right, so I'm yellow here, which is uh, I'll talk about why here. Uh, so he's the best three point shooter on our team. Mm-hmm. 46% this year. Now that's only on 36 attempts, but he's shown himself to be that last year over 60 plus games as well. One of the be- the best NBA, one of the best corner, corner bands exactly. Ever. And he doesn't even have to cut people. <laughs> so, what? It's a boxing reference. Okay. <laughs> he's a tremendous defender. He he's savvy for the game. He's able to kind of lure Lure, lure. He's able to lure the offense into making bad passes, stepping into lanes, getting steals. I mean, he was a key piece of who we threw at a guy like SGA, who we're probably going to see against John Morant. All these dynamic guards in the league. He is someone that can get into the body and play defense without fouling which is just mm-hmm. tremendous. He's a smart player. He doesn't play outside himself. He doesn't really get ahead of himself. He's no, you know, he's been helping us big time with the shot, but he's got some stuff off the dribble as well and a little bit of bounce. He can throw it down on you if you're if you're sleeping on him. This would be a red. I would hit the brakes, Peach, because all those things that I just described are a fantastic player who could be a key piece of a playoff team as we continue to grow. The only reason that it's yellow is because our boy Gary Harris, the reality of it is, he's just had an injury-plagued career. Mm. He's, you know, the highest he ever played games-wise was 76 in his second year back in 2015-16. Last year, pretty good effort, 61 games. Not bad, but you're still missing 21. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, a a quarter of the season he was out. Um, The year before that... He, again, played about 60 games. So, you know, 2019-20, 56. 2018, 57 games. Yeah. So yeah. he already missed a bunch of games this year, probably the first quarter of the season. Do I want to pay Gary Harris, who's on a two-year, $26 million deal, first-year guaranteed, second-year club option? Jeff Wel- uh, Jeff Weltman. You did a fucking fantastic job. I don't know how you got everyone to agree on these one-on-ones, but 
well, good on you. Good on you. He's on one of those, a two-year, one-and-one, $13 million a year. As we're built, I think we can do that now. We can do maybe another one of those. Mm-hmm. But guys are coming off their rookie deals now, and that's part of why we're having this conversation. Right. And as you said, the money might make it work in a trade, but the money might also make it not work to keep him if True. we want to keep one of these other guys that I think we're about to talk about in a moment here. True, yes. Uh, so the next up here is Mr. Cole Anthony. Mm. Okay, so I, again, went yellow. Yellow, okay. I, I'm just straddling here. I'm not ready to go green, not ready to keep him here and, and put the brakes on it. He's definitely got the best energy on the team. I mean, he's a key cog. It seems that he is giving good vibes and the culture. He's a positive guy for the culture. Um, and if there's anyone I want to chill with for a day, it's Cole. But we said mm-hmm. this is impersonal. It's not about that. Um, and unfortunately right now, Cole still finds himself on the lower part of our team in effective field goal percentage, even three-point percentage. He's not not in like the top five of our guys. So it's slightly concerning. And it's even more concerning when you look at his three-point percentage has dropped from his rookie year. That's not increasing. So turnovers have gotten a little bit better from his rookie year. His field goal percentage, effective field goal percentage has gotten to be a little bit better. But honestly, I haven't seen that jump that you expect to see in a third-year player. Mm. You know, And I'm just wondering if it's going to happen for Cole, if we're going to see that leap. You see him adding a little bit of a floater. I love that if he can continue to do that. But on the flip side of it, man, I get so frustrated to constantly see him get stuck on big men in the post and us to just get eaten alive. Mm. He's shown himself to be a guy that really, unless he's on fire that night, can't be on the floor at the end of a game Mm. because of the defensive liability. And I'm sorry, Cole, I know you're a big fan of the show and you're watching, but and it's something you've worked on. Keep working on it, my man. We're all behind you. We're rooting for you. But... It's just not there yet to the point where he can be trusted on the floor at the end of the game. And that's not a player that I'm going to put the brakes on for. So if something comes along, see you, Cole. Well, I hope Cole Anthony is watching because I'm going to reach over here and I'm going to hit this. Not only is our red light up, there's a there's a big sign that says road closed. Wow. So no one can go through this way. Okay. <laughs> um, and that means that you're basically going to have to turn around. Um they should not be getting rid of Cole Anthony. Yeah. He is equal parts great yoga session and jumping into a ball pit full of marshmallows. Oh, he, wow. he brings the fun and he brings the the goodness off the court, the vibes that this squad needs <laughs> overall. And he's improved a lot on offense. And for all the stats and stuff that you're running out there, you know, trying to belittle some of what he brings to the table. Oh, come uh, on. No, I am not belittling. <laughs> I am not belittling Mr. Anthony. I'm sorry. Well, I had to stand up for myself. Yeah, the yellow light there, sir. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think he bring he brings a lot more than than we thought. And I know that he doesn't like to be seen as a good bench player or a good bench guy. He wants to be a starter. A starter. Yeah. And I totally get that. And to your point, if he wants to be that, he needs to make that jump that you're looking for that you still haven't seen. And will he want to get paid like a starter? He's still well. He's not gonna. Yeah, that's that's a. <laughs> but you know. but he's still a key cog, and I think you know the wizardry that is coming from Mr. Jeff Weltman, who runs the Magic, ironically, yeah. um, is is going to be able to find a way to get him to stay in because he realizes what a key piece he is 
on and off the court. And I love him running that second unit, especially with this new version of Bamba that we see. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited to see what they can continue to do as they go forward. And I don't want that to stop. And you know I love me some coal. So even if if in my heart I wanted to go yellow, I would knock it back a light just because I love me some coal, Anthony. So, um, yeah. Let's let's make sure that I enjoy nutmeg and cinnamon. Yeah, right. <laughs> and we're from the nutmeg state. I mean, yeah, this we've, guy got loves, to. we've got to. We've got to. What do you think, ladies and gentlemen? Where are you? Are you green, yellow, or red on Cole Anthony? Let us know in the comments. And the last one now, last Peach. One. This is not a person, not a player. We're talking about. This is a thing. Hmm. So, are you good to trade one or maybe a combination of our first round picks? Oh, well, uh, you don't. I know you're going to reach back to change the the things, but you don't need to do it for this one because I've got okay. a fl- I've got a flashing red. Oh, you're fucking. Oh and you God. know, look, man, the traffic light <laughs> is is versatile. You're messing up it, all my sound drops. It doesn't just give you red, yellow, green. It has multiple functions. This is ridiculous. And the he, blinking red's important. He he, Peach proposes this. He tells you, okay, we're going to do traffic light. He explains the concept to me: red, yellow, and green. And then he comes out with all these variations. I said traffic light. That's the base red, yellow, green. But I'm using all these other scenarios, which, by the way, makes this this segment really cook, doesn't it? Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. should have known. You're Hit a very man. You're Hit the green because I'm making this thing go. But it's a, this is a flashing red because flashing red lights, everybody has to pull up, stop, and if it's safe, then you go ahead. And that's a, that's exactly how I feel about us trading one of our first-round picks because we're not really even sure if our pick or the Bulls pick is going to be the better pick at this that's point true. based on our records and based on the way the lottery works. So it's tough to say to get rid of one, but we're not going to have enough room on the roster to take on two more first-round picks yeah. probably or want to incur the price that they are. I love the idea of us trading both our picks together to move up in this draft if we're not in that top three and we really want somebody. And we can get there with that. However, if the trade deadline hits and the first-round pick is something that someone needs to get us a star-level player, see ya. Mm-hmm. You know, Because I don't want to take the chance on us getting pick seven and pick nine or something like that and then kind of being like, well... What are we going to do with these picks? We could have an all-star than now. Like if somebody wants to make a big trade and it includes some of the guys we probably already talked about and this first round pick, then I'm like, hey, if that's what makes the trade go, go. Yep. I'm I'm going. He's going. Full speed. Full speed, baby. Full speed. I, I mean, I, it's as, reckless. Your your point is well taken. We have so many picks. We have all our picks moving forward for the next years. Yep. We've got some other teams' picks um, moving forward. Mm-hmm. We still have a Denver pick and a <clears throat> and the Bulls pick this year. So we're we're flush with picks, and we cannot possibly take them on. I you know depending on where they fall, I'm I really don't believe packaging picks to move up to a top three we'd have to have like the four and five or something or the five it would we'd have to have some really good picks to move up might it just it rarely happens so i i don't know if it would happen but i'm more in the line of let's take you know use these picks to get uh, veteran players or players that are established and have shown consistently who and what they can do on the floor. I think we've got our our star in Paulo Bancaro and our our other star in Franz Wagner. I think you know when we go to 
the lottery. People get excited about the lottery, about getting players. The players they want to get are players like Paulo Bencaro and Franz Wagner, and we have those guys. You can only have so many max contract guys on your squad. Those guys are going to demand max contracts at some point, mm-hmm. albeit they're coming off their rookies, so they won't be like a veteran max contract, but it's still going to require Jeff Weltman to do some gymnastics with the salary cap. So we're going to have to consolidate. And so I need some of these picks to go out the door and I want to see some things come back for them. Right. And I want them I want to see, you know, a couple picks and a couple players come back for, you know, one player. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to see that consolidation mm-hmm. happening where we're seeing a tighter rotation coalesce. Right. We we've got a great deep team, but ladies and gentlemen, when you're in the playoffs, you know this, you're not going 10, 12 guys deep. Playoff rotations are normally eight, nine, maybe sometimes maybe 10, 10 yeah. you know, sometimes and not every game, not a lot, not a must win game. You're going eight, maybe nine deep. Yeah. And so that's what I really want to see become more strengthened. And if that means that the 10 through 15 guy is not nearly as deep as we are now, I'm totally fine with that. But some consolidation needs to happen. And these picks, sure. these first round picks are going to be crucial in that. And I'm really excited to see what happens and what transpires in this next month leading up to the trade deadline and see if any of those picks actually move. Well, I agree with most of your points. I do think actually getting one of these picks, as long as it's not like you know a top three or four, yeah. you actually end up paying these guys a little less on a rookie contract than you would like a 10-year veteran who might come in and help the team right now. Right. But they're going to demand a much larger salary. So you have to weigh whether that's worth it or not. And some of the guys we just talked about, if, they're Roth, if their money's not there, then you have the room to bring in that veteran. That's so a it's great sort of point. up and down. That's here. a great point from you, Peach. You know, that is... That is the hardest thing, right, about really nailing the sweet spot of a team. Mm-hmm. And is this our year to try to, if a, if a guy becomes disgruntled, if you get like a scoring guard, and I'm just throwing this out because he's top of mind, he was disgruntled last year a little bit, Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. You know, a guy of like a superstar or like a Donovan Mitchell this year. Right. Are we ready to take a swing at a guy like that this year? Or are we kind of like a year too early for that? And would we be bringing on that veteran guy where Paulo and Franz and, and Wendell and some of our other pieces maybe need one more year of maturation? And and it, it's, it is a crazy thing. That's You've what makes it tough. That's sweet and, spot, and man, especially makes contracts. It, it's a lot harder to build a dynasty these days, which is what makes the Golden State Warriors so impressive. Yeah. Because you've got to figure out, you know, as as all these teams are get, getting big, guys usually want to go play somewhere else and make the big money that, you know, Steph Curry's getting right now or Clay right. Thompson or like, you know, you can only have so many good players on your team. It's a great problem to have, but it's hard to actually keep it all together and continue to be consistently good for a long run. You're lucky if you get a four or five-year span where everybody's together and you can make some championship runs but then to be able to yeah. go further than that i mean and you're in the luxury tax for. and you know will we be paying it's man it, it's going to be tough it'll be interesting to see you think we're going to be making a, a move here at the trade deadline piece what, i think there will be so i think there will be at least one move mm-hmm. um and maybe this will be for a future court cousin championship bet but i think there will be at least two so i might set the line at 1.5 oh interesting <laughs> all right okay okay well stay tuned ladies and gentlemen let us know do you, or let us know in the comments do you think 
that we should be trading some of these first round picks this year, next year? When is that sweet spot for our team? And stay tuned next episode, episode 37. We're going to do a little bit of the trade cage, Peach. Yes, we're going to speculate about things that probably won't happen. As you can tell, you all love it. Peach <laughs> is so pumped up. He hates hypotheticals, but you can get it started. If you've got some hypothetical trades that you'd like us to feature on the trade cage, throw them in the comments and we'll, and we'll maybe end up on the next show. It's not that I hate hypotheticals. It's that yeah. it's so, it could be anything. Yeah, it it's too be, broad. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. you get me down to a, you know, three choices, like starter backup bench, for yes. example, then all right, I'll sort those out for you. But like when, it, when it's like every single guy in the league, or at least even half the league yeah. on 30 teams. It's like, hey, man. So help help each <laughs> out. Help each out. Narrow it down. Put some options in the comments, and we'll feature them on the next show in the trade cage. I'll tell you why you're wrong or right. <laughs> and then I won't brag about it on Twitter. So. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Second Cousins? Very excited to announce Court Cousins Night Thursday, February 23rd, Peach and I will be going down to Orlando. What? Yes, to watch our Orlando Magic take on the Pistons. It's going to be great, Peach. It's called Court Cousins Night? Court Cousins Night. Wow. Yeah. We've got club-level seats. We're doing some giveaways, maybe even potentially some some signed stuff. And Get then out of here. And then after, it gets better. All right. After the game, we're going down on the court. We're cutting down the net, and we all get to take a little piece. What? Like we did last time. Exactly, man. Wait on. I've got my little piece of net right here. Wow. This Just, is from that game when uh, the Bulls and the, yeah, it was a whole and thing. And we won. Wow. And you know we got to win again this time. <sighs> I had no idea about this. What You're, else should I know? Where do well, I, how do I get in? Vivo.me backslash court cousins. Right. That's where the tickets are. Get them now, ladies and gentlemen, mm. so that we can get make sure everyone's together. Yeah. And and just uh see you down there. Oh, I'm blown away. This is gonna be fun. Hey everybody, welcome back. You didn't go anywhere, but we did. A couple of days have passed since uh, yes. we last recorded. Uh we lost pretty handily to the Memphis Grizzlies. Although a nice little yeah, comeback yeah, there come, at the yeah. end. Yeah. Nine, nine, eight or nine points, something like that at the end. Made it look a lot more respectable than it actually was during the rest of the game. But in the second half, Paulo and Franz kind of got possessed a little bit. And we're like, no, uh, we're not taking it, which I like. Yeah. Hell yeah. And we had to make the Grizzlies work a little bit to get back in that game, which which is good because those guys really need to get humbled. And Absolutely, it's not going to be by man. us, but somebody is going to put them down. I keep seeing more and more shit that I just don't like. They Before they even came out, they were like dancing in our tunnel in Amway, like getting hype with fans entering. There was like fans there. I don't know if they're mm -hmm. Memphis fans, but it was way too live for them to be in the opposition's arena. Yeah. Just having a good time, acting like the game was a foregone conclusion. They definitely need to be put down. That grizzly bear needs to be put down. <laughs> it's a danger. It's true. Uh, maybe we get Jackie Moon on that. Uh, all right. We're going to do the Court Cousins Championship right now. Okay. The, the recap. We're, we're going to recap where we're at. Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert, this is going to stay over here. <laughs> Woo, but let's get to it. Let's break them down. <laughs> I don't even want to do this anymore. Oh, well, you'd rather me have waited until we determine and then, and then make Well, the yeah, build the suspense for the listener. We can reshoot. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Okay. So uh, the uh, we came into the game at two, uh, two aside uh, into the championship this, this, this month, and uh, – Bowles' scoring output was the first one. Mm -hmm. um, you proposed that he would uh, get 
10 plus points in at least 2.5 games. I took the over very fast on this one. You did. And uh, Bowl also covered very fast on this one, uh, doing it in his first four games before being out the last two. But yeah, he did what he needed to do. He's a good thing that he did it because he was inactive the last two games. Even though he got over, I mean, it's how have you been feeling about Bowl's play? I mean, he got over 10 points, but the the Bowl Bowl. No, that's not what I wanted. Son of a bitch. Hmm. I wanted the. <laughs> See, it's funny when you do it <laughs> when a rim shot out of place because then it's sort of its own joke, right? <laughs> Which is nice. I feel like the bowl bowl hype hype has kind of died died down down a little bit. Uh, it's died a little bit, but I mean, uh, everybody who likes to make memes or find you know a play that's easy to you know show a highlight they right. they still love bull cuz he's going to do one inhuman thing per game and that's the highlight that you see <clears throat> so if you're casualing it up and not watching full games you're probably thinking bull bull's taking the league over right now and you're buying stock in bull bull rookie cards but uh relax cuz i just saw a bunch that are going graded for like 11 bucks at a shop recently so they're still not not going off the off the chain yet <clears throat> his he's sort of Good one game and and decent the next, but he's consistently at like a ten and yeah he's you know, averaging in the past ten games about ten point nine points yeah uh, six point three rebounds point eight assists he's not playing mega minutes right because it seems like if he's not really hitting or feeling the flow of the team Mo's plays him less yeah which sort of has been okay mm-hmm. um. For a while, he was getting starter minutes, and then yeah. I think he was producing a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But now this reduced role just reduces numbers, which is okay. There's some games where you can tell, oh, this is just isn't going to be a bowl game tonight, and out he comes. And you know we'll talk about it probably in a little bit, but like that happens with a lot of our guys. It happens with Cole. It happens with Mo Bamba, where it just right. like seems like okay, this is this is not a night for them tonight. Terrence, Terrence Ross, yeah. The major difference is is that like with some players like Terrence Ross, he's only good one at every five or six games. And then guys like Cole only have an off game like every fourth or fifth game. So like you want more guys that are like consistently good and then occasionally have a bad game instead of mostly bad and then occasionally have a good game. <laughs> yeah. So like I feel like Bull is is doing more good than he is harm. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I am a little nervous about sometimes, you know, I'm a big I started the Bull Patrol. Yeah. You know, and I and I will always be ready to hit the sirens and be on the ball patrol. Yeah. But I'm a little concerned sometimes when, like, he grabs a rebound, a defensive rebound. Mm-hmm. I would almost always strongly bet he is not giving that ball up. That's that's like, what I was going to bring he up. He grabs those rebounds, and it's like black black hole bowl. Black hole bowl. That's, that's and, the and, only And he thing. just takes it from one end to the other end no matter what. It's almost like he realizes, I have the ball now. It's my chance right. to score. Now, to be fair, he's pretty good at it. Yes, but there are times when I see him drive into two or three men where I'm seeing open dudes out at the three-point line thinking, hey, man, make that pass. Mm-hmm. So I think some of that stuff is probably going to come to him. I think Hopefully, we're forgetting yeah. how little NBA experience yep. he actually has. Yep. So he's a little bit behind some of the rest of our team in like actual games played and learning stuff. I still overall like what I've seen from him, and that's okay. why I'm glad that he won this bet. Yeah. I probably set the line a little too low. I could have gotten away with a little bit more, but my concern for Bowl is what you just mentioned, a little bit of that tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. When he gets the ball, score is option one, one A, two, two A, two B, through option three, and then option four, 
he may inadvertently try to pass. Yeah. It's just, you know, I want him to work within the flow of the offense a little bit more. He, it doesn't seem that he's had any plays drawn up for him. So I guess when he gets it, he's like, I got to get mine. I'm True. trying to get, get something going. But I'd like to see him, and maybe it's just a comfort thing. So I'll, I'll take sure. that. I'll take the peace shine. I'll relax. Yep. And I'll just continue to be on the bowl, bowl, train, train. 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 Yeah, I think there's no one on the team right now. Um, and and that's tough to say, but I, well, maybe not no one, but he's in the top like five guys that like when they put up a shot, mm-hmm. it looks nice. Yeah. And a lot of times his shots, if they're going in, they just hit net. Like that, it's it's a real good looking shot, and so I like to see him shoot because it's such a good looking shot. So yeah. it's pure. So like at some point, all this stuff's gonna come together for him. He's um, still shooting fifty six percent from the floor. That's amazing. Which is over <laughs> half of his shots are going in. Hey, that's pretty good odds. Let's right. I mean, one could argue maybe he should be shooting more, yeah. but he is not the focal point of our offense a lot of times, especially if he's out there with Paulo and Franz. Mm-hmm. So he needs to find his niche and do it. And so far, he's producing at a good rate for someone who hasn't quite found yeah. specifically where they're going to be. As like a rookie almost. I mean, he's like a rookie plus a, rookie, a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. All right. exactly. Okay. You're right. Thank so, you. Yeah. Thank you, Peach. Yeah. You helped relieve my anxiety on that one. All right. The next line, you set this one. I did. You noticed that we're on kind of a historic scoring tear for our franchise. Yeah. Scoring above, what was it, the original year or our, our team The average? original year and then another year in the 90s, 94, 95, maybe, where we averaged about 109 per game. And that was our top historically? This for top historically, yeah. Okay. I'm kind of amazed that we're over it or near it. This Well, right now we're over it. We're blowing it out of the I'm, water. I'm kind of amazed that we're over it right now with the lack of three-point shooting. Yeah. You know what I mean? In this era of basketball, as opposed to you know when the Magic first started, the the three ball is just so much more prevalent, and especially like even in the Dwight eras where it was put it inside, kick it out, and guys are shooting threes. Like you'd think we would have had higher scoring margins I, back then. Yeah, are you sure but about this there statistic? Was, hey man, okay. Basket, <laughs> basketballreference.com, man. Okay, all right. That's all your, right. Those hey, are your boys, you, right? I believe so. you. Yeah, those are my boys. We're uh, it, trying to be number one in Connecticut. <laughs> it uh, it definitely is shocking to me knowing all the things that I know. Mm-hmm. But I see the stats, and to be honest, I see our final scores a lot. And even yeah. when we're losing games, we're still up over 100. Like, it used to be back in the day that if you didn't score over 100, you're not winning that that game. Mm-hmm. You know, but now you can score over 100 and you gotta lose. you got to be over 120 <laughs> these days. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, it's crazy. I, you know, I won this one. I took the over and won comfortably. We were averaged 114 points mm-hmm. in the past six. And then I just kind of got curious. I'm like, I wonder where that stacks up with the league average. So I looked up the league average, and that stands at 113.4 points per game. Right. So we're 0.6 above. Hey, that's a good thing. Just in the last six. Yeah, just in the, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but that is the highest mark in the past 50 years. So it's not only kind of an outlier with us, as you found out when you looked through when you dug through the numbers. Right. It's an outlier for the league. We're just seeing scoring and offense kind of go crazy, which I know must grind the gears of. Uh, gentlemen like yourself who enjoy some nice inside play and some great post play and some blocks and some defense. Well, you know, they change the game with the way that they do the shot clock. Yeah. And they change the game on defense with the way that they don't allow a player to just hang out in the key anymore with the defensive three seconds, which mm-hmm. is terrible. But they've changed a lot of things about the game to, inc- 
to make this offense. And it's working. And it's working. <laughs> right. But then to me, it's starting to lessen some of these stats I see. When I see 20-point-a-game scorers, I'm less impressed by it mm. because the teams are scoring 120 points. Right. So it's less impressive now that a guy with starter minutes gets 20 points. Not diminishing any not of Paulo these. Not Paulo Bancaro, of course. Not diminishing any of this work. But I'm just <laughs> saying that like a 20-point game used to still be special. A 30-point game used to be special. Now it's more like the 40s, the 50s, the 71s. The 71s. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, you know, those are the ones that like really take notice. So, I mean, yeah, the game has changed a little bit. And yeah. of course the three ball is really popular with most teams, not really us, but, um, so that affects the scoring. I shouldn't have dropped this line. I remember it was one Oh nine, uh, going in and I dropped it a couple points to try to get you to, to get involved. Cause I just didn't think I, I would touch it that you would touch it. But even at one Oh nine, it would have got beat. They, they only didn't score one Oh nine in two games. And that first game they scored one thirty three. So I was kind of out after the first game. I was like, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they never, those, screw they only the got it as low as one eleven during that stretch. Damn. So it was, it was, uh, they're still scoring at a pretty high clip, which is nice. It adds to the historic e level. Even when you're a team that's not winning a lot of games, sort of like we were last year and a little bit so this year, at least your team is scoring. You're seeing some positive yeah. things. You're seeing the ball go through the hoop. Like in a game where we got beat by Memphis, at least you're seeing a good comeback. Guys right. are still putting up numbers. I can still it's bet nice. on, on FanDuel or whatever exactly. betting <laughs> betting device you're using. I can still win some bets. Degenerates can still get bets covered. We can still it's cover important. bets while losing. <laughs> it's a little bit of a silver lining if you're a better out there. Yep. The next one, not about scoring, was about Markel Fultz and Peach's new favorite statistic, the potential assist. One of still one of the most bullshit stats that exists. So, uh, I hate it. I hated trying to find it all week. I tried to figure out where I was. I did not know. Um, it looked like Markel was doing great. I still feel like he did pretty great, but I took the <laughs> over because I was confused by the stat. And I lost because he only got 10.3 and the line was 10.5. So uh, this is a weird one. I actually think when I was looking at it that Cole actually had more uh, potential assists during that stretch. Um, but, you know, a lot of our guys, like we've talked about in the past, are not catch-and-shoot dudes. Right. You know, we have right, a lot right, of guys right, right, that right. like to kind of create their own shot off the ball. And I think that yeah. hurts a lot of our assist numbers, especially from our, our point guard guys who are, you know, are getting in and passing to this guy. And then maybe that first guy's not shooting. He's passing to the next guy. It's it's it it's kind of hurts, ambiguous. It hurts some of those stats a little bit. But. Yeah. So, you know, the reason I set this line is because as a as a Markel Fultz Mark? supporter, as a Markel Fultz, what? Mark. Is it, okay. You're Mark from Marco. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I I just I'm excited about his play. I'm expecting to see his play continue to increase and improve, and especially in the assist numbers. You know, I'm following on FanDuel. I'm trying to take the over on assist. It started at like four and a half, then it's up at five and a half. Now it's been around six and a half, and I think that's more where it should be. I'm probably going to keep taking it until it gets probably seven and a half or so. I expect that on a daily basis from Markel, but he hadn't really been delivering. Mm -hmm. And so that got me to thinking, well, is it maybe just because guys aren't making shots and that's what led me to the potential assist? Right. Because that's a way that we could still, you know, demarcate um, improvement from Markel right. without seeing that assist number go up. Demarcate. 
I, I think the up, emphasis was on the wrong syllable on that. <laughs> uh, uh, Demarcate Cousins coming at you, uh, <laughs> number eleven. Um, anyways, it, it has gone up. It has ticked up. He ended at ten point three. Yep. So we are seeing some improvement in his potential assists. Over, you know, went up one didn't, since I looked at this. Didn't six he games actually ago. have nine actual assists in the last game? I mean, right. that, that helps. So yeah, we're getting the real assists. Right. Uh, but to your point, we have a lot of guys who do like to score in isolation at times, or he's getting the hockey assist. Mm-hmm. I'm still not seeing Markel at that level that I expect him, and I think there's there's much more to come from Kel. All right, we'll see. Yeah. Okay, the the last one that you said, we haven't done this one in a while because it hasn't really been a talking point. We've just been getting L's in the mail. Mm-hmm. But we said it. We said total wins in the next six games. You said the line at three. And it was just over under, and if we pushed, it was a put. It was a tie, and that was nice of you. You left the door open for me. That was a very gentlemanly it thing to open. do. It was open. You know, my only child syndrome has been kicking in. I keep getting lose. I keep losing in this Court Cousins championship, and I just want to quit. Okay. Like I don't like this anymore. I'm also an only child, but it doesn't bump me. Nah. Well, see, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why. <laughs> I have just. I need it. I, I need it my way. I'm a, I'm a sore loser. I don't like to lose. Okay. I'm working on it. <laughs> but I've been losing for a while. It's tough. I mean, you had it all summer. Well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> kind of. Sure, we didn't compete for it, yeah. but it still was over on your side of the room. Now it's got a nice spot on the shelf here. I dust it off, by the way. Yeah, that's very nice. Yeah, I, you're right. I mistreat it. You're, you're, you're a much better host for the belt. But I think, I think we're going to have to revisit how we do the championship going forward. But Which we are. And if you have any suggestions for that, put it in the comments. Let us know. We're trying to think of how we can make it more interesting. Are you compelled by the Court Cousins Championship? Is it a part of the show that you look forward to? Do you care about it? How could we spice it up? He's being really nice. He's saying, come up with a way so that I can compete yes. with this man how, and actually win the belt for once in a while. Right. How can it be more <laughs> in my favor? Give us suggestions in the comments. Go. Yeah, we're going to take a break this week while we go on the West Coast Roadie. Seems like a good time. Yep. And then we'll come back with it uh, next show. Right, because I won't be awake for most of the games. No. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, this this one was disappointing, Peach. Mm -hmm. I I looked at the schedule that we played with this one, and, you know, San Antonio, Lakers, Detroit, Washington, OKC, and Memphis. And I took the over of three thinking we'd get at least four or six. Yeah. San Antonio should win that game. Lakers, they have LeBron James, but they have no depth, should win that game. Mm-hmm. Detroit, definitely without Cade Cunningham, should win that game. Washington, you know, I, I respect Washington maybe more so than some folks. They're a quality squad. I didn't really expect that one. OKC, I expected us to get that win. And then Memphis, that was sadly a foregone conclusion. I know we can compete with anyone, mm-hmm. but I just, if I'm looking and postulating and prognosticating, put it down as an L. So four out of six easily, we just we dropped too many. I mean, the Lakers and Detroit were really disappointing. When it comes right down to it, because I gave the three as the line, and mm-hmm. if if we only won three, it was a push. With the way things shook out, I knew that like if the Magic won that game against the Grizzlies, I would lose the belt. Yeah, <laughs> on yeah. this weird technicality that I built in to try to make right. it fun, and it worked. Yeah, because, because it did come down to the end, and I hate retaining on the loss 
because I didn't choose the under, I would not have chosen the under. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was amazed that we just had that kind of, uh, it, it was almost like we had that good win streak. Yeah. We had that long break. Then we had the issues with the Pistons yeah. and that kind of took some guys out of the That's lineup. True. And that really kind of like, those are things you can't really plan for. Uh, but it just seemed like we were a little flat there for a while. And I think after the break, you know, a good game against OKC, you know, kind of a tough game against Memphis, but a good comeback. It'll be interesting to see how this road trip works out. If we were going to do the same bet over the next one, I would think most people I hear are talking like a two and three record, hopefully after the five games. Yeah. What do we got? Uh, Warriors three and two would be, you know, great. Warriors, Kings, Trailblazers, Jazz, Nuggets. Yeah. And then we're at home for another Western team, the Pelicans, on January 20th. Right, but as far as the road trip goes, yeah. just those five. Well, I think it can that's... go either way with a young team, right? You can sure. coalesce with a young team mm-hmm. on the road. Everyone's together, no distractions at home. The girlfriends, the wives, the kids, whatever you have, not, not a lot of our players don't have those things, especially the kids. But it can either help to bring you together, yeah. or if you're spiraling, it can increase a spiral. Yeah. So... It's, it's going to be a good test for our squad. The Jazz are playing good basketball. The Trailblazers, I don't know. The Kings are on a winning record this year. The Warriors are just over 500. Uh, the Warriors are amazing at home, though. Yes. That's what you're forgetting. Because yeah, <laughs> their role players play so well. So at home, the Warriors are a completely different team than the one that we saw at Amway. So I don't expect that to go quite as well. I, I would have to say, you know, we played Sacramento tough when we played them at our place, but I don't know if that's going to go as well because they're playing so well. If I had to pick two out of here that were winning, I, I think I might go with like maybe Portland and Denver, but our team tends to surprise me yeah. whenever I get, think their games are winnable. So we could very easily lose those two and win the other three. So, I mean, we could go 0 and 5 here, man, in, in a worst case yeah. scenario. These are tough games. So our guys are going to have to compete and. Hopefully we'll get some W's along the way. I think I'd like if we to win two, it's a big victory. I'm for looking us. forward to seeing Utah because I have yeah. heard about how great Utah is. Laurie Markin and all I keep seeing is Laurie Markin and highlights, and I'm like, that can't be all they have, right? <laughs> right? Okay, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> all right. So again, let us know what you think of the Court Cousins Championship. Pete Peach retains the bell over there next to his tiny cock. Um, you know. We'll see. We'll see what happens when we bring it back. How should we revamp it? Should, He's or tiny, should we just keep it the same? He's tiny, but he gets up early and he gets the job done. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Stick around. We've got the large ending coming. But again, another shout out to all of our Patreons. They're the fuel and the engine of this bull bull train train. Shout out to Raphael Perez, Breadhead, Wally Akbar, Al, Bernie Pichet, Matthew Bell, Gloria Damien, Yadi Connor, and the Polish Wonder. Those are all our all-stars and second cousins. Mm. Um, and, you know, we've got Court Cousins Night coming up. You saw the ad for it. We're really excited for it. Want to see you all there, hang out with you, build some more of that community for us. And, yeah, we've got a lot of cool experiences with that. Yeah, what, what a great opportunity this is to – Pay a reduced rate to sit in the lower bowl. Yeah. Be a part of, of our group. Be a chance to be in on some stuff that they're going to give us to raffle off. And go on the court after the game. Cut the net down. Last time we went down there, we ended up talking to David Steele and Jeff Turner that for like 10, cool, 15 man. minutes, which was awesome. That was not part of the plan. No. But it just sort of happened. So it was a good time. You could be a part of that when we do that. Come join us. You're not going to get a better deal than this. Fivo.me backslash court cousins. Hope to see all you second cousins out there. Let's do it. You ready, Peach, for the large ending, sir? 
I am now ready because I have clicked onto that screen. Cue the music. <laughs> All right. Uh, Moritz, he got knocked out on yeah. the bench. Uh, have you ever been knocked out? Um, I've gotten a couple concussions. Actually, once in youth basketball, taking a charge. Man, I took Okay. And they called the foul on me. Oh. <laughs> I was planted. I went straight back. There was no review back then. <laughs> I was knocked out. <laughs> wait, back, wait, were you in the circle? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I didn't even know that much about basketball. I went back in the game, though, Jonathan Isaac. I went back in the game. Oh, look out. <laughs> no concussion <laughs> protocol in Wakeman Youth Sports. <laughs> oh, man. Nathaniel Hackett, he's the. Uh, they tell me he's the coach for the Denver Broncos, at least used Was. to be. Is, are, are we a happy peach today? Yes. Okay. More people need to be fired. <laughs> or or have their really large contracts that wear number three on their jersey. Oh. Yep. Uh, so your boys, the Callis, the Dallas, the Cowboys. Yeah. They, they going to win a playoff game? They do this to us every year, man. They like start strong and then they look like shit and then they get a couple more wins where you're like, yeah, we're kind of teetering into the playoffs. But I honestly have no confidence because I've seen this play out so many times. Is before. it at least a coin flip for you? Yeah, it's a coin flip. I did, I'm not game. sure. Do we have our matchup yet? No. Okay, so that that will all depend. But I mean, yeah. we, we should have beat the Niners last year and they, they walked on us. So I'm not confident. Moritz. Moritz. So this is interesting, Peach. Didn't really realize this. Moritz Wagner got a two-game suspension. But you'll notice we've played three games without Moritz because against the Wizards, he was on the NBA injury report as out with a sickness. Mm -hmm. And they did not count that in his two-game suspension. So mm. his two-game suspension started the next game against the Thunder and then the Grizzlies. Mm. Is this out of line or is this honest? I don't know, but I don't really care because I'm all cool with him taking an extra game to sit. That seemed like a pretty hard punch. Yeah. The man slept for a, for a bit. Yeah. Uh, just relax a little bit. Yeah. I'm, I'm good with it. Okay. Go in a dark room, Moritz, <laughs> and don't come out for three games. Hey, tonight. Yeah. Tonight. I know this is a Bridgeport Sound Tigers, which are very, but they're the Bridgeport uh -huh. Islanders now. Ooh. And I will be driving my first game. You coming? I, yeah, sure. Zamboni driver. You got the a free AHL. ticket for me? Let's go. <laughs> I might. I might. That sounds like fun. All right. That sounds like fun. Watch the Magic game after. Go Islanders. They're taking on, ironically, the Providence Bruins. Who you they hate used to drive to for with. a lot of those guys at my old job, so this is going to be a weird night. <laughs> All right. J.I. will return at our next home game, piece, which is January 20th after this homestand versus the Pelicans. Do you think he's going to be coming back before, on, or after that date? If there is one thing that I have learned, yeah, it's that the Orlando Magic do not share any information. Right. If there is two things I've learned, it's that you never bet on an Orlando Magic player coming off the injury reserve. Okay. So there is no way so you're going that I'm after. believing in that. You're going after that day. I've been hurt too many times. Okay. And I, and I have already been around. I mean, you yeah. know, you know yeah. that syndrome, right? Am I wrong oh, here? We're, we're fragile creatures. We're fragile creatures, us Orlando Magic That's a fans. bet I would not take. <laughs> Just don't bother getting involved. <laughs> Pass on that one. All right. Well, um, I will bet on this being a good show, Peach. Okay. I think it was solid all the way through. Thanks for sticking with us, ladies and gentlemen. Let us know what you thought in the comments. If you've got any takes to share, we'd love to uh, hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at court underscore cousins, and maybe it will end up on the show. Thanks, as always, for liking, subscribing, feeding the algorithm overlord. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. And we'll see you after this uh, this road trip. Check out the reaction videos along the way. Peace will probably be flying solo. 
Yes. Join me. I'll be talking endlessly into an empty room. It'll be fun. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Peace out, everybody. Thanks for coming.